Hello and welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and uh, my goodness, I have um, quite a bit to catch you up on. I've been um, a little bit irregular with posting. I was going to post five days a week and then I missed a day and that's irregular for me. And I'm recording this at you don't want to know what time because I want this to um, to go out on Monday. And um, let me just tell you what's going on. So my last few episodes, I was really just sharing with you my learnings from Dr. Joe. And um, last week, that was the most important thing, just recovering from the event and taking my time and kind of chillaxing. Um, if you've ever been to a Dr. Joe event, there is a recovery period for real. Your body experiences um, high frequencies, if you do it a certain way, high frequencies for a extended period of time. And my body wasn't used to that. And uh, Dr. Joe actually wrote this really great article called Processing a Biological Upgrade. So I definitely went through a biological upgrade and um, he basically says that when your cells vibrate at that really high speed for an extended period of time, basically everything that's not that gets kind of just like shooken out, <laughs> just shooken loose. And that um, comes through as like toxins. So you actually start to feel almost sick. So I was going through that kind of experience and I thought that was going to be the hardest part of my week last week. And um, on Wednesday, I realized that, like, for sure, for sure, I wanted to stay in the U.S. And so I am figuring out how to basically extend my visa. So I knew that I was missing some information. I mean, this is all very, very interesting. Um but I came into the country, scanned uh, my Nexus card, and I wasn't issued a particular number that I needed to put in to extend my visa. So I thought it was a really simple procedure. You just go to a CBP office, which is a border patrol office, and you just get this number. And then once you, you get this number, you can, um, you can use it to apply for an extension. And all these visas have different numbers and names and letters and whatever. So I thought that was a pretty simple process. And uh, I was just taking what the next right step was. You know, I had a call with my own coach and we, you know, I realized like, hey, I actually want to stay here. I really like it there. Um, I like the weather. I like, um, you know, I have a really good friend there and I was meeting a community of really um, like-minded people there who just get me. And so I was really excited to be able to stay. So um, that was what was going on then. And um, basically, I was this, so, so this, the story's gonna take a bunch of random turns, but I want you to know that I was actually just taking what I felt was the next right step. And in many ways, it was the next right step. So I kind of drive around with a chicken with no head because I'm going to this place that the that's listed on the, the US government website as to this is where you go if you're in San Diego. So I go there and then they move the offices and then they 
tell me to go here and they tell me to go there. And so I just decided to call this place because now they're telling me that it's like a port of entry, like what's happening. So I decided to call and I actually speak to a CBP officer and he tells me that instead of, you know, trying to retrieve, you know, this old number that I needed from when I crossed in the first time, it would be easier for me to just leave the country and come back in and they'll just issue me a new number. Um, which actually starts to make a lot of sense because if that happens, then I don't need to fill out the extension of my current um, stay. I'll just get a new number and I'll get a new stay that, and it'll be a lot more cost effective and it'll be um, shorter in duration and time. So it's sort of like everything that I wanted um, just happening a lot faster so that it actually seemed like a good idea. So I was like, well, what do I have to do? And he said that you basically have to go walk into Mexico (laughs) and then when you come back they will issue you a a new number and so I'm like you know I have so many questions like I'm Canadian so you know if you are in the south of um, America it's you're probably more familiar with this concept of walking to Mexico Um, and I guess it's like for Canadians like people would go to Buffalo for a day you know so it it does make sense to me Um, The thing that was interesting was the walking into a country part. There's actually a pedestrian bridge at the San Ysidro crossing. So I got up that morning just thinking it was going to be like a regular morning in San Diego like it had been for the past few weeks. Um, To be honest with you, I was even just feeling a little bit tired already, but I knew I had to take care of this and do this and um, it was important. So that's why I did it. So all of a sudden, I'm driving towards the Mexico border, um, which I know this is happening very quickly. It's also happening very quickly for me. I'm like, what am I doing? But like I said, in my head, when I you know, thought about it and felt into it, but then also rationalized it, I was like, okay, this feels uncomfortable. This whole thing is uncomfortable, so I can't really use that does it feel totally wrong no it doesn't it feels scary but it's also like this is not this is the unknown so if you've done any dr joe's work he talks about the unknown a lot so this is the unknown and if i put it through my rational mind this will actually solve everything very quickly um if all goes well right so i was like well it's worth it so i head over to uh, mexico the cbp officer was really kind he he tells me exactly what exit to take where to turn out the light where to park my car where to walk and then the building i need to go to to have this number so um it was um it it was all kind of going to plan so i do what he says i find this parking lot um this is actually kind of funny. I've actually never been to Mexico. So, um, hola. And, uh, what a fun way. What a, (laughs) what a way for your first time to go to Mexico. I guarantee you, I will never forget it. So I park and then I walk to this bridge and I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. So, um, yeah, there's a pedestrian tunnel. So I just follow the signs for the pedestrian tunnel. And then all of a sudden I'm walking towards Mexico and I've and it's funny because the border, there's a sign and it said that this is the busiest border crossing in the world because of the pedestrian traffic and um, and the car traffic. And so I could see the car lineup and I was like, oh my God, this is an hour, this is hours long wait. So that's why I didn't 
drive to Mexico, which was such a great call. And he's like, you don't want to do that. And um, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> he's right. So anyway, um, people are walking. People have lots of stuff. There was people just carrying a bunch of stuff into Mexico. I saw like duvets and just random stuff. It was crazy. And we had to put things through security and then just, we just walked over. It was the most simple thing. So I'm in Mexico. It's my first time in Mexico. And everyone's asking me if I want a taxi. Um, I'm kidding, but also not. Um, there's You just get bombarded with questions. And um, there's like a bunch of food vendors right outside um, when you get out. Um, and all the food looked amazing. I'm not going to lie. I thought about sitting down and enjoying some food. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I was also kind of uh, scared because <laughs> I had just left the country, you know. And um, I'm human, so all these ideas about, like, what if they didn't let you back in? So those were all in my mind. But a higher version of me probably sat down and ate some of the food because the food looked amazing, and it was super-duper cheap. And, um, yes, I'm in Mexico, but they were accepting U.S. dollars there gladly. So um, this is my first experience, and I was there for, like, 10 minutes. And then I try to figure. Then I'm like figuring out how to get back to the U.S. So I find the pedestrian bridge back, and so I'm just, I'm just heading back to the U.S. So long story short, I go to the building that I'm supposed to go to, and um, I actually see the officer that I spoke to, and I was like, "Hey, I spoke to you, and just wondering if I can talk to you." And he was like, "Well, I don't really know. You're here now, and you know someone else will, will probably be able to, to take care of you." Anyway, long story short, I he calls me over and he told me he would take me into a room and, you know, ask me some questions. And so he's about to do that. And then this other officer kind of stops me and says, you know, I knew you were going to talk to him, but I want you to talk to me instead. And He starts asking me a whole bunch of really great questions. And to be honest with you, I don't have the answers that he wants. I was being honest and he didn't like my answers and... Basically, all of a sudden, he's like, you have to go. And he's like, when does your um, when does your current visa expire? And I was like, I'm not sure. So he looks it up, and he's like, in two days. And I was like, what? And he's like, in two days. You have two days to leave. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what? And he's like, you have two days to leave. If you, if you stay longer than two days, you'll be in overstay. So I realized that the... The border doesn't really, the border officers won't really know if you're in overstay until you go leave the country and come back in. Then they'll realize you left late and that they will have a reason not to let you back in. But if you stay, um, then they won't really know that you're in an overstay because you never leave. And although that was tempting, because then I was like, oh, I can just stay here. I also know that that's not the way I want to live my life. I'm sure that's, that's not the way anybody wants to live their life, staying in a country when you don't belong there, right? You don't have any reason to stay legally. And um, yeah, there was a few opportunities that were kind of floating around for me to be able to stay there. And I never took the time to seriously look into them and have something settled by this date. So I heard what he said and, you know, just so you know, all the border officers treated me with extreme kindness um, for so many reasons. I'm not going to go into it, but um, 
they all treated me with such extreme kindness and everything that they asked me were great questions I just didn't have answers for. And so there's no blame um, on them. I know previous version of myself would have just been angry and upset. And I wasn't. To be honest with you, I was really sad more than anything because um, I wanted to stay there. And I was looking forward to building community and potentially setting, settling down there. And um, it just wasn't going to happen. So I took the time walking back from Mexico. They, they, they did let me back in. Um, I think that they let me back in because it was because um, they knew I was living in San Diego. They knew I had things there and they told me, you know, you have two days to figure shit out. So um, they, 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 they did let me back in. Um, also be very specific when you are visualizing and creating, because I will tell you that my visualization and my creation was to be walking back um towards my car like I wanted to make sure that they let me back in the country but I didn't I wasn't specific as to why or how or any of that so I've learned a lot I've learned a lot and um, you know a big thing that I can even tell you in this moment now is that it was a certain level of unconsciousness that created my scenario you know I, I like made myself kind of forget when my visa expired and I didn't take the steps to solidify the opportunities that were there for me to stay longer you know I didn't ask the questions because I was a little nervous but the thoughts crossed my mind about you know like talk to this person talk to that person ask them do this and I didn't take those opportunities and um, there's like you know there's a consequence for those and so I like it was a strange feeling of not wanting to be upset not wanting to blame anyone and just wanting to just kind of just be by myself and be not in that, in, in, in that environment, um, crossing the Mexico border. So I drove home, didn't say a word to anybody, pulled into my driveway and decided to call a really good friend of mine who lived in San Diego. I don't know why she was the first person I thought of. And I, and I call her and, you know, she, she doesn't answer. And then she calls me back and I talk to her and she's just in a really good mood. You know, she's just like in a grocery store, like, Hey, what's up? Like, you know, just, you know, da, 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 da. or I thought about what you, you know, you because of da, 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 da. And then I'm just like, Hey, I have to tell you something. And I just straight up told her like, you know, I'm leaving probably tomorrow. Cause I have to, <laughs> I have to leave, you know, before 48 hours is up. And, um, uh, she was really, really shocked. And I think as I was saying it out loud, it was sinking in a bit deeper that I actually had to do this and it was real and it, I wasn't annotating someone else's life. It was literally my life. And um, as I was talking to her, I just started crying because I realized we had talked about doing so many things and we didn't get the chance to do that. And I wouldn't get the chance to um, do some amazing things that came up as opportunities for me as well. And um, so, yeah, I just had a moment and I told her, you know, like I, I'm, I'm just kind of processing this as I'm telling you that, and I'm just allowing myself to get emotional about it. And, you know, she is a really great friend. I have no, no other way of saying it. And she was like, you know, whatever you need, like I'm, I'm here for you. If you need me to drive with you as far as I can, i I do that. And I remember I was like through tears. I'm like, you do that. (laughs) 
Um, and she's like, yeah, like whatever you need, just like, you know, take time to kind of process what's going on. So I, um, I took time and to, to, to just cry, to be honest with you, I just kind of flopped over on my bed and just started crying. And I just looked at my cat, like, oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, what have I, you know, what is going on? What have I got myself into here? And I realized in that moment, like kind of what I said before that it was, it wasn't the consciousness level that I had been operating, you know, at the you know, previous seven days. It was the unconsciousness before that. The not wanting to look at these hard things, the the not truly deciding if I wanted to stay there. You know, I went to the U.S. just kind of, you know, exploring, just seeing what it was like, seeing if that's somewhere I want to live. I, I realized Canada wasn't somewhere I wanted to spend up my whole year anymore. Um so it was more so just exploring, you know, I have this really interesting connection with California. I've had it for a while. And so I wanted to go explore what it was like to live there. And I absolutely loved it. <laughs> you know, it felt more like home to me than, than Canada does or did. And I have no way of describing it other than that. So anyway, uh, to make this long story shorter, I cry, I don't feel sorry for myself. And then I just decide, I do the math. I talk to my landlord because I, I have a place currently still <laughs> in San Diego. I talk to my landlord. I tell him what's up. He's, thank God we have a good relationship. And he's just concerned about me. And he's like, don't worry about stuff. And, you know, he's a great guy. And um, I highly recommend <laughs> just just meeting, I don't know, I've just met so many amazing people, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but anyway, he was just a great guy, totally understanding, really worried about my safety, and really encouraging me to make sure that I leave the country before I'm in any kind of overstay, even for a day, so that the you know government has no reason to not let me back in. It's actually quite simple, once you leave before you're supposed to, you know, there's no reason why they wouldn't let you in again, because you're following the rules, so when I did the math, it's like a 22-hour drive from San Diego. I'm basically as far south as you can get at this point. And um, I lived like 26, 20, I think it was 26 minutes from the border. Well, I was at the airport. Then. Anyway, it's like 30 minutes, 35 minutes from the border. So I'm as far south as you can get. I have a car. I have a cat. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I realize I have to leave that afternoon. So I have a minute to like just sit, cry, and then I call my parents who are also strangely in a very good mood and they think I'm calling to tell them about the event and I'm like, nope, <laughs> just call and tell you something else. And uh, to my parents' credit, they they really just showed up, you know, how can we support you? They didn't guilt and shame me. I thought they would, you know, be angry that I didn't figure this stuff out before and they, um, they didn't do that. So... Um, I decided I was going to leave uh, that evening. So I will um, leave the story there, not to leave you hanging, but I'm already at 19 minutes. So that is um, that is where I'm going to leave it for now. I will tell you what happens in the end and just share with you some, some lessons that I've learned. But um, just wanted to let you know that the reason why you do the quote unquote work or the inner work or whatever you want to call it is so that when moments like this happen, you can move, um, and take action on what's best and highest in, 
in your own interest, um, no matter kind of what gets thrown your way. So um, if you've ever had to go through a scenario like this, I have a lot of compassion for you and um, a lot of compassion for myself. So I can't wait to share the ending of the story. Tune in tomorrow to see what happened. All right, I'll talk to you then.